Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, Uncommon Sense with Leland Conway on 630KHOW, Denver's talk station. Fake news, just like just like Trump said, I am fake news. Now, uh, Congressman Thomas Massey had a vote come up, so he is not going to join us today to talk about his censure vote. Leland on, uh, Con Man, that's what we call you, Leland right. Con Man. Okay, or as uh, Michael Brown, the lovable curmudgeon in the mornings, uh, goober followers like to call me Connie. Oh gosh, my God. Anyway, uh, he will be on tomorrow, uh, tomorrow at uh, two thirty. So we just moved it. Because he had a vote come up, and so he is uh, happy to join us tomorrow at 3.30, or 2.30 rather, and I just confirmed it. So we'll have a nice long conversation with him at that point. All right, uh, President Biden back in telling people that they don't need guns because, well, they would need an AR-15, or excuse me, an F-15 to take on the federal government. So we'll get into that audio a little bit later. But coming right out of the gate, some stunning audio today. John Durham, the special counsel that was put in charge of investigating essentially the corruption at the FBI with regards to the Russia hoax. Um, he actually testified before Congress today. Um, and there's a couple of really interesting sound bites that I, that I want to play for you. Number one, uh, let me go to this one. We'll start with, nah, do I want to do that one first? Yeah, I want to do this one first. John Durham tells uh, Representative Russell Fry from South Carolina about significant red flags that were completely ignored by the FBI due to confirmation bias, he called it. From the report, I gathered that key FBI leaders all the way at the top were predisposed to go after candidate Trump. This bias likely affected the conduct of FBI personnel in this investigation. Is that true? Yes. Can you describe that for a moment? How did confirmation bias play into this? Confirmation bias, as uh, was alluded to, uh, has to do with our uh, human tendency to um, accept things that we already think are true and to reject anything else. In this instance, there are any number of significant red flags <clears throat> that were raised that were simply ignored. If there's evidence that was inconsistent with the narrative, um, they didn't pay attention to it. They didn't explore it. They didn't take the logical investigative steps that should have been taken. Okay, so here's a question I have. One uh, one of the big problems I have with Durham's report is that it doesn't go far enough, in my opinion. It waters it down a little bit. But <clears throat> let's just take this at its word, and let's let's pretend that the only problem there was confirmation bias. And when, when, we, when we are mocked as conservatives or libertarians or those on the right or, or just intellectually honest people who have been able to see that the Department of Justice, the CIA, the FBI, the alphabet letter to agencies, the ATF, the IRS, they've all been EPA. They've all been weaponized against us, the American people. They've been weaponized against anyone who steps outside the CDC, uh, the NIH, 
the um, you know they've all been weaponized against anyone who steps outside of the approved narrative of the elites that run the country. Let's let's set aside a couple of things here. When we're being mocked for f- pointing the fact out that it's clear there's two systems of justice. When you look at John Durham's report and he talks about confirmation bias, if that were what better evidence do you need that the FBI is politicized than the fact that confirmation bias exists all leaning in one direction? Right. Like so confirmation bias. A lot of people have it. Let's talk about that for a second from a law enforcement perspective. Sometimes a law enforcement official or an investigator or a detective they will they will be involved in a story and they will have an emotional investment in the story and 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 they'll have a line of thinking you know Sherlock Holmes warned about this that if you assume the outcome or if you assume the motives or if you assume that your theory is the truth but you don't follow up on all the other threads you should probably not try to formulate a theory until you go where the threads take you and so forth that happens in law enforcement but why is it with regards to this one particular story all of the confirmation bias with the agents that were working on these cases leaned in one direction towards an absolute total falsehood. That right there should be alone enough to tell you that the FBI is compromised in a partisan way. If their assumption is that Trump is a Russian agent from the beginning, despite all of the evidence to the contrary, and no real accusation of anything like that prior to this situation, and no evidence in how Trump governed, none whatsoever. Now, remember, I will, I will point to you to a, a situation that occurred during our sort of covert, under-the-radar, under-the-table conflict in Syria. Um, both the United States and Russia were trying to take out ISIS. It was one of those rare, rare situations where uh, we sort of uh, were working on the same side. But at the same time that we were doing this, we were also fighting a proxy war against each other. A lot of people didn't realize that this was happening. But the way that was going was that it was really about the dictator Assad, Bashar Assad of of Syria. And what they, what 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 Russia wanted was to keep Assad in power because there's a warm water port in the south of Syria that they wanted access to to be able to expand their sphere of influence with their navy. That's why they went in on the side of of, of Assad. And so they were trying to take out ISIS and also help Assad. Now there were rebels in the country that were trying to overthrow Assad but also hated ISIS. ISIS got caught in the middle. We decided to side with the rebels because we didn't like Assad. Okay? Supposedly Assad gassed his people, so on and so forth. That actually probably turned out to not be true and end up being the rebels. That's a whole other rabbit hole we won't go down, but let's just set that aside. At one point during Trump's presidency, there was one of these proxy fights going on. A bunch of Russian mercenaries paid by the Russians were going to attack a base of the rebels who were fighting against Assad. At that particular base, we had some, uh, shall we say, covert operators. And those covert operators were providing weapons, assistance, training, etc., advice, all that kind of stuff to these rebels in their fight against both ISIS and in against Assad. And the Russian mercenaries were coming to try to take on this base of these rebels. And they knew, we think, that the Americans had a presence there. So they thought it was kind of funny, let's go and attack. Well, the U.S. military sent in, under Trump's guidance, sent in massive ordnance, air support, massive uh, ordnance that these Russian mercenaries weren't aware were in this place. And we were just annihilating these these paid uh, mercenaries for Russia. There were about 500 people that were killed. At one point, and this is according to a source I have that 
has pretty good knowledge of these situations. At one point, there was a phone call made from Putin himself or from somebody highly connected to Putin to either Trump himself or someone highly connected to Trump that said, for the love of God, please pull your people down. We'll back out. In other words, Trump kicked Russia's ass. Trump kicked Putin's ass. He made a show of power in this situation that was so unassailable, that was so incredibly unavoidable for Russia, that Russia literally called and begged mercy. Not that they care about mercenary soldiers, but I mean, it was embarrassing, right? There was no evidence during the Trump administration, and again, you guys know I'm not a fan of Orange Man Bad, but there was no evidence that he was a Russian agent. Not in the way he governed, not in the way he campaigned, not in any of that stuff. The big thing that I think the left really conglomerated on in the Trump campaign was that the Trump people had very savvy social media crews that had figured out how to work social media in a way that it had never been worked before. What's interesting about this, and there was a big documentary about it, and it was pretty mind-blowing what they were able to do to take advantage of manipulating algorithms and so on and so forth. It wasn't cheating. It was just the way they were able to do it. What's interesting is that particular, it's called Cambridge Analytica. It's a documentary. You should watch it. But you have to understand when you're watching that documentary that you have to go back a little farther. They don't mention who pioneered this. And who pioneered this was Obama's team. Way back when Facebook was just getting popular with people who are now in their 50s and 60s and they're not quite sure how to still push the Facebook like button. At that time, when it was really popular with them, Obama was getting into that data. So Trump was not the first campaign to do it. But social media had advanced a lot more. It was a lot more ubiquitous by the time we got to 2016. And Trump hired savvy people to do that. So the left conglomerates on this to sort of insinuate that there was some kind of corruption and then tries to do a loose connection between that and Russia, where we've always had Russian actors trying to sow dissension in our elections. This was the only thing that they predicated the entire Russia hoax on. And then they built all these other narratives out of paid opposition research by corrupt Hillary Clinton and her legal team. And the FBI took that knowing that that's what it was, knowing that it was paid opposition research, and ran with it. That confirmation bias is different than the kind of confirmation bias that happens when an investigator is trying to solve a murder. When an investigator is trying to solve a murder and he sees a piece of evidence that's particularly compelling and chases that thread relentlessly, he could arrive at the wrong conclusion. But this was the situation where they took a thread that existed prior to the supposed crime. It's wild. Guys, this is this is insane. Durham was... um. He was on fire throughout most of this today. I'm going to go to another soundbite here. He's talking to Adam Schiff, of all people, who was one of the biggest propagators of the Russia hoax lie. Very high level and sensitive information, unquote, that would be incriminating of Hillary Clinton was part of, quote, Russia and its government support of Mr. Trump. You aware of that? Sure. People get phone calls all the time from uh, individuals who claim to have information like that. Really, the son of a presidential candidate gets calls all the time. From a foreign government offering dirt on their opponent? opponent? Is that what you're saying? I don't think this is unique in your experience. Ah! <laughs> Boom. Wow. Super sure that that I, I mean, I haven't even finished this bite yet, but wow. I don't think that's yeah. unique in your experience, Mr. Schiff. Stunning. Do you remember? Uh, so you, yeah. Yeah. Uh, real yeah. quick. Do you remember no, the prank that was pulled on Adam Schiff by I'm talking comedians that were offering you know, stuff up about Trump and the yes. urinating prostitutes. And he's like, whoa, he was taking a very seriously hook, line, and sinker. I remember that. I remember that. 
for for Adam Schiff. Okay, first of all, what's funny about let me go. I'm actually going to go back to the beginning because I, I think there's there's a lot here to unpack. Um, let me go back here. Hold on, hold on. Very high level and sensitive information. Unquote. That would be incriminating of Hillary Clinton was part of quote Russia and its government support of Mr. Trump. You aware of that? Sure. People get phone calls all the time from uh, individuals who claim to have information like that. Really, the son of a presidential candidate gets calls all the time from a foreign government offering dirt on their opponent. Is that what you're saying? I don't think this is unique in your experience. Uh, so you uh, you have other instances of the Russian government offering dirt on uh, a presidential candidate to the presidential candidate's son. Is that what you're saying? Would you repeat the question? Uh, you said that it's not uncommon to get offers of help from a hostile foreign government in a presidential campaign directed at the president's son. You really stand by that, Mr. Durham? I'm saying that, it, that people can make phone calls um, making uh, claims uh, all the time that you may have experienced. Are you really... What's fascinating about this is that the entire, the entire investigation here, because I, I guess, you know, Super Shoe, it's almost as if Schiff is, while currently being censured, by the way, um, it's almost as if he's still clinging to the belief that Trump's a Russian agent. He has now, to. He's pot yeah, committed well, to that. Yeah, he is. And But here, here's what I think. And I, 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 I'm going to say this, too, later when we talk. Uh, Riley Gaines gave testimony today, and it was really powerful uh, on the transgender issue up in, in, in Congress. And one of the things that I'm starting to, to – I'm not going to say starting to believe. How do I formulate my words here? I'm a talk show host. I should know better. <laughs> so there's there's I don't believe that Adam Schiff believes that Trump is a Russian agent. I believe that Adam Schiff knows he's lying, is aware that he's lying, and partly for what you said, he has to because he's so committed to it, but also because that's part of the game. That's part of the plan. It, it is it is a concocted remember, the FBI utilized paid opposition research from the president's candidate that Schiff, or from the presidential uh, candidate's opposition that Schiff is talking about. In other words, Schiff is talking about how can how can he get this call offering dirt? When the FBI was using dirt gathered by somebody that is not a United States citizen, okay, on behalf of and paid for by Hillary Clinton, the gaslighting here is like level 20 on a scale of 1 to 10. But that's okay. Th 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 these people are saying things they don't believe. They're saying things they know to be untrue. And that's that's the country we live in right now. It is a banana freaking republic. There's no other way to look at it. Durham confirms intel on Hillary's plan to link Trump to Russia was not shared with anyone working on the case. Mr. Durham, in the summer of 2016, did our government receive intelligence that suggested Secretary Clinton had approved a plan to tie President Trump to Russia? Yes. Was that intelligence important enough for Director Brennan to go brief the President of the United States, the Vice President of the United States, the Attorney General of the United States, and the Director of the FBI? Yes. And was that intelligence put then into a memorandum, a referral memorandum? Yes. And was that memorandum then given to Director Comey and Agent Strzok? That's who it was addressed to, yes. Did Director Comey share that memorandum with the FISA court? I'm, I'm sorry, can Did you? he share that memorandum with the FISA court? Did Director Comey do that? I'm not aware of that if he did. Did he share it with the, with the lawyers preparing the FISA application? Not to my knowledge. Did he share it with the agents on the case working the Crossfire Hurricane case? No. 
didn't share with the agents on the case. Can you tell the committee what happened when you took that referral memo and shared it with one of those agents, specifically supervisory special agent number one? We interviewed the uh, first supervisor of the um, crossfire uh, investigation, um, the operational person. Uh, we showed him the intelligence um, information. Uh, he indicated he had never seen it before. Uh, he immediately became uh, emotional, uh, got up and left the room with his lawyer, um, spent some time in the hallway, came back. Um, he was ticked off, wasn't he? Yeah. He was ticked off because this is something he should have had as an agent on the case. It's important information that the director of the FBI kept from the people doing the investigation. The information was kept from him. This is um, this is stunning because you have confirmation bias on the low end and you have deliberate action on the top end. And when you have deliberate action on the top end, Shu, yes, sir. I don't know. I don't know how anyone can can listen to this and not come to the conclusion that the FBI is hopelessly corrupt. And, and honestly, when I see James Comey out there calling Joe Biden a great man, what I see is a desperate individual who knows that he's committed crimes of the highest order. I mean, is there if if you're if you're James Comey and you were given essentially information that showed that your investigation into Trump being a Russian agent was completely fabricated by an opposition research pace paid for by Hillary Clinton when a deliberate plan to link Trump to something that he wasn't guilty of. And you you not only ignored it, you you knowingly did not disseminate that information to the team supposedly investigating it. How can that be classed as anything other than a potential participation in a coup attempt and therefore a crime of the highest order in American uh in, in American politics? That's why if we back it up one step, Leland these charges, the indictment of Trump on the documents issue, mm -hmm. I can't even grant the premise to that. Right. And No, I agree. And really quick, I know you'll get to the Nancy Mace cuts, but this is what the media is trying to do. They're, they've already got Ken Buck to say on the record that if convicted, he will not support Trump. The conviction right. in and of itself, because of what you just said, is bogus. Yeah. yeah. And you start there. Yeah, and I also, I, I would also like to know... Um, well, I'll, I'll get into this when we continue because I got more of this audio and I, I want to talk a little bit about what might be in the documents that Trump either legally or illegally took. And that's an important point in all of this. So we'll get into that when we continue. Uh, plus, Biden still doesn't think you should own a gun. We'll have audio from that as well. 630 K House, Denver's talk station. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com.
back to more Uncommon Sense with Leland Conway on 630 KHOW, Denver's talk station. Follow me on Twitter. It's at Leland Show. On Instagram, it's at Greatly Londo. Facebook, it's Leland Conway. Uh, TikTok is apparently debating the correct way to fold a towel. Uh, TikTokers love stirring up debate, and the latest is how to fold a towel. Shane Fleming started a debate a couple months ago to end the debate with his wife, but it's still going strong. Apparently, there are three ways to fold a towel, Super Shoe. You, being a bachelor, should know this. Uh, okay. One is fold it into halves. So just fold it over on itself. That's one. I can do it that way. Yep. Okay. Two is the trifold. You know how to do the trifold? Yeah, that's a little bit more fashionable, I think. Right. So you fold it in once, then fold it in once, then fold it over. Like, is that how right. you fold like a flag, American flag? At a no, the well, sort of, but the flag is. I think it's it's more of a, at an angular, so you create like a pyramid. Yeah, I remember that in Boy Scouts. But I think that's I think that's kind of how it, it goes. Uh, the third way is rolled. Just roll the towel up. You know that is more military grade. My buddy Hutch in Tampa, he's a Marine, and he showed yeah. me. I swear to God, roll them. so I only take a backpack when I go to visit him, even for a week, and I right. roll all of my clothes, everything, yeah, underwear, Dude, they, they socks. Don't, it's yeah. so brilliant. Yeah, it's so brilliant. They don't, they don't wrinkle. Nope, and they like, take up less they, space. I bought a sport coat that you can roll up in a backpack. No way. Take to a meeting. Yeah, get out of plane. Take get it. Take get out. Take it out. Unroll it, put it on. It looks like it. You just got it off the rack. It's pretty freaking amazing. But here's my thing: the only like the only reason I brought this up was fine if you want to debate how to fold a towel. I just need somebody to have mercy on us and teach us how, for once and for all, to hold, fold a damn fitted sheet. Because when my wife is upset with me, she sends me to fold fitted sheets. That's a, because it's I'm going to be gone for four hours. I the, do not. That's what? a fool's errand. I know you can't do it. No, it can't be done. Not really. <sighs> Kelly claims she can do it, but I think she's a witch. I do it every think, week. No, you have some sort of magic portion potion or something, and you probably have flying bat cats that do it for you. Ah! No, I do it myself. But there is yeah. a method to the madness. Explain you do it. Have to, you do Explain have to know it. what you're doing. So the first thing that you do is you take the fitted ends and you put them inside of each other. So you take one side, put it inside the other. I'm already fitted dead. Line. I'm already dead. I have no idea what you're then talking about. Then you take the side that's kind of uh, that's in that fitted side. It kind of will look half circular. Then you no put one knows what you're saying over. right now. I'm telling you, this is how you do it. And then no you spread that you. out. I'm telling you, spread it out. Just like fold, just like fold folding the sheet. And then you're saying and then words. You roll. The words mean nothing. You're just not just listening. Like, you know, I am listening. You know what this is like, Leland? For what? those that watch Shit's Creek, it's when the episode where they <laughs> they fold the cheese yes. into for the enchiladas, like you just fold it yes. in. Well, what do you mean you just fold it in? How do you fold the cheese? How do you fold it in? You, <laughs> you fold it in. I don't know. I can't do everything for you, David. <laughs> <laughs> You're just saying words, cow cow. Oh my god. All right, There's let's get back into this. To what? I, there's nothing to it. I'm going to bring a folded. I'm going to it. God. I am bringing tomorrow to the studio. Do I it. will bring a fitted sheet. Do it. And you will show me how to fold it and yes. you will be wrong. No. I guarantee you. So Super Shoe and I were talking during the break about this Durham audio and some of the signs that we're starting to see because I mentioned uh, to Shoe there was audio. I wish I had it. I, I did pull it at the time, and we did play it, and we did talk a lot about it, but I don't have it with me right now. 
or easily findable. But James Comey did an interview with one of the national news outlets, and they were asking him about whether he would support Joe Biden and that, you know, you're you're a registered Republican. Would you support Joe Biden? And he was vehemently saying, I am going to support him because he's, you know, the fate of the nation depends on him. And, you know, our politics and policies aside, he's a great man. And he was just effusive in his praise. But I was looking at his eyes when he was saying this, and I was like, this man is panicked. This man knows. And so if we go back to the soundbite that we played right before the break, where you had Jim Jordan asking um, John Durham, wait, so there was there was clear information that this was opposition research paid for by Hillary Clinton and a plan by Hillary Clinton to connect Trump to something that was false. You had or, or, or James Comer, Comer, Ron Comer, James Comey had access to this. It was addressed to him. He was aware of it and he didn't send it on. This is a clear connection here that shows that James Comey committed a crime. He committed a crime. He committed one of the highest crimes in America's system of crimes. It, it is literally, I'll just leave the word out, but I'm just saying it was as big a crime as you can commit because he was messing with an election system and he was doing it on purpose. Now, was he doing it because he hated Trump or was he doing it because he felt the sting of going um, going live with his investigation of Hillary Clinton right before the election, right? And the left was berating him about that. But if you go back to that, you, you he, that was the most sugar-coated, easy-peasy announcement of investigation results I've ever seen. So in reality, the whole time, he was clearly all in for the left. No question in my mind. But these people are panicking. So let's go to some of this other soundbite. Um, MSNBC, Sam Stein explains the difference between GOP allegations of Biden crime family, gun crimes, et cetera. Now, listen to this. I think it's helpful to understand uh, where the problems are come from, but to understand what they've been saying about Hunter Biden and what they've been investigating about Hunter Biden, because they're conflating a couple things here. For about a year and a half now, Republicans on the Hill have been insisting that Hunter Biden's private business dealings were secretly an attempt for him to enrich his father. Now, Hunter Biden was not investigated by David Weiss for those business dealings. He was investigated for tax avoidance and the illegal owning of a firearm. And for those allegations, he was, you know, he pled guilty in what I think ostensibly, if you ask any legal expert, was a fair resolution to that case. Bullcrap. Uh, there was a story this morning. Let me see if I can find it. Um, I got this this morning. There was an African-American woman who smoked pot. And on the form that Hunter Biden filled out that he lied on because he was addicted to crack. She did the same thing Hunter Biden did. She went to jail. Hunter Biden is not going to go to jail. So this is bullcrap. This is the kind of crime that if, if it were you or me or anybody in between. In fact, ABC's Jonathan Carl points this out that uh, there was a crime here. And it's totally contradictory to what Joe Biden 
and Hunter Biden have both been saying. He insisted. He said as recently as last month, my son did nothing wrong. Well, now his own Justice Department has entered into a, a, a plea agreement where his son has pled guilty to two crimes um, and and, they, and has been charged with a, with a third crime, a felony. So clearly his son did something wrong. Yeah. So and, and Biden knows that his son did something wrong. And Biden lied to the American people by saying my son did nothing wrong. And he's the smartest person I know. And I love him very dearly. It's fine for him to love him very dearly. But Hunter Biden a bonehead and he, he is he is in enraptured in all of this but let me go back to science comment because there's an important thing to point out if anybody is doing any conflation it's actually sam stein i think it's helpful to understand uh where the problems are come from by to understand what they've been saying about hunter biden and what they've been investigating about hunter biden because they're conflating a couple things here for about a year and a half now republicans on the hill have been insisting that hunter biden's private business dealings were secretly an attempt for him to enrich his father now hunter biden was not investigated by david weiss for those business dealings. He was investigated for tax avoidance and the illegal owning of a firearm. Okay, so the important point in this soundbite is the investigation for tax avoidance. Hunter Biden didn't pay, I think it was $3 million. Is that right, Super Shoe? I think it was $3 million that he owed in taxes that he didn't pay. Total, yes. And the reason why he didn't pay taxes Imagine how much money you have to have to have pay $3 million in taxes. Like you got to have like somewhere between six and $10 million to have million. to pay that much. There you go. Okay. So six and $10 million. So $10 million. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We're starting to look at numbers that are getting awfully close to the numbers that are being talked about with regards to the amount of money received by the Biden crime family, Biden getting 5 million, him getting 5 million shared accounts. Okay. You have to ask yourself, where did Hunter Biden get the kind of money, being a crackhead, basically snorting cocaine off the asses of prostitutes, okay, and then doing videos about it? Where did a guy who's snorting cocaine off the asses of prostitutes, first of all, get enough money to snort the cocaine off the ass of a prostitute, and second of all, get enough money to not be paying $3 million in taxes? Because he doesn't have the commensurate experience of someone who professionally can make $10 million that quickly in life. Because $10 million is a lot of money. Like, we're talking super shoe kind of money here, okay? Whoa, whoa, like, not Kel-Kel money, but super shoe money, right? Where yeah, do man. you get... Well, you see, what I'm, you see what I'm getting at here. So the IRS is investigating, wait, you made $10 million, you made $10 million in income. You didn't, you didn't claim that because you should have owed us $3 million. Guys, the IRS investigation into his tax fraud... And the investigation into his bribery scandal are one and the frickin' same. So, so what I take from this with MSNBC here is desperation. If someone doesn't think this through, if you're a typical low IQ MSNBC viewer, right? Because, I mean, the top echelon of their viewers are like in the 50s IQ. So if you're a typical MSNBC IQ vote viewer, you hear what Sam Stein just said, and you're like, oh, yeah, okay, cool, there's my talking point. And then you go to the bar, and you swill a beer, and you tell all your friends how Hunter Biden's not that guilty. And it doesn't matter, and it's all a Republican lie. But if you're smart, and you read between the lines, and you ask the obvious question, and the obvious question is, well, why did he owe $3 million in taxes? He wasn't selling paintings for a $1 million a piece. 
hundreds of thousands of dollars, but that's another money laundering scheme if I've ever seen one. Here's a guy who's never, you know, he's just like painting stick figures, and people are, he's hanging in the White House for like two weeks, and then somebody buys it for $600,000. That's, that's total grift. Like you're totally using that. I mean, that it's the same stuff. This is There's panic in the media. Joe Scarborough said it was just unethical behavior. It wasn't a crime. People who have been harshly critical of the media's response to this, even admit when pressed, there are no crimes here. Hmm? Could there have been unethical behavior? Hold on, hold on. Sure. Is it a crime? Hold on, hold on, hold on. What are you talking about? What are you talking about, Joe? What planet is Joe on? It's just, it, it, no crimes in the foreign influence peddling, I think, is what he's insinuating. Is that what he's insinuating? Yes. Okay. Yes. So you get $5 million, and your dad's the vice president, and he takes down a prosecutor who's investing the company you sit on the board of that you're paying for. That's not, not a crime, a crime? Leland. Not a crime. Okay. I just want to make sure. I, I mean, according to, sure to Joe. I wasn't... According to Joe. Yeah, okay. okay. Should Hunter Biden have flown on Air Force Two when he was going over to China to make a business deal? With the Chinese Communist Party who is currently undermining American national security all over the globe. Yeah, it's a crime. And Joe Scarborough, it's a crime of the highest order. No, unethical behavior. You can you can have a debate about that. No, you and can't. Then you don't want to have that a to what Donald Trump did. Compare that to what other presidents what did, did. What, did, what did Trump do? But again, what did what did he do? Nobody's Joe? come forward with a crime. It is all smoke. No fire and a hell of a lot of McCarthyism. What, 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 here. what did Trump do? What did he do, Mr. Scarborough? What do you What do you mean? Compare it to what he did. What did he do? <laughs> this is desperation. Th- this is crumbling right in front of their faces. And because of well, we'll talk about this in a minute. There's a reason why this is coming out, re- regardless of what the mainstream media wants. And I think the panic goes deeper than just this one scandal. I'll explain when we continue. Six thirty K. How Denver's talk station. You can run on for a long time, run on for a long time, run on for a long time. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. A little Johnny Cash. Yeah, I mean, the media can keep running, but the reality is this is all coming out. And the reason is because of new media, non-traditional media, Substack, Twitter, Twitter being bought, I'll I'll tell you, the reason why the left was so explosive over Elon Musk buying Twitter was because they knew that it was one of their biggest, most powerful tools. What was Twitter? Twitter was a small group of people making hateful comments being used as news. It drove the left-wing media agenda, gave them something to point to as evidence of what they would say. They could say, all these people are full of hate, or they could say, according to, or they could say, this went viral, or they could say, everyone is upset, see Twitter, so on and so forth, right? They could cancel people using Twitter. Oh, they got canceled on Twitter. This was, they had, they had a complete monopoly on social media. They still do on, on Facebook, Instagram, and others, but they had a complete monopoly on social media. So even though Substack came along a couple of years ago, it wasn't able to be as effective until Elon Musk bought Twitter. Now Elon Musk is letting people like Tucker Carlson, have a show on Twitter, right? Content is being put out there. 
There are other sources. People are getting their information. And because the media has been so sycophantic, because there are enough smart people figuring out that what we those audio soundbites we played, it's the media in full panic mode. People look at the deal Hunter Biden got, and they know that's a distraction. They know that's a, a, a double system of justice. They know it's unfair. They know it's an attempt by the left and a sloppy one at that to try the, the left-wing DOJ, right, the deep state. It's an attempt by the deep state to put this behind them, to say, look, we charged the president's son. We're awesome, and so on and so forth. And the reality is everyone knows that's a sweetheart of a deal. If you cheated on $3 million of your taxes, here's the thing. I was thinking about this. Somebody said today, um, I might have this audio. We'll see if we can play it next hour. But um, somebody said, you know, uh, $3 million in taxes. He paid his taxes back. It's been paid back. Um, dude, it's been paid back because he's been able to do like basically make money from his grift and his bribery scandals and everything else while out fighting the investigation. You or I would have been locked up in the slammer over $3 million and everyone knows it, let alone the gun charge. They're desperate, but the new media is exposing them. And I think that's where the panic comes from anyway. All right. Next hour, there's an update on the Woodland Park school board situation and President Biden's coming after your guns. 6.30 KHOW, Denver's talk station. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.